I felt out of place for a very long time, whether it be something like a meeting, a family gathering, where everybody's catching up asking, hey, what are you up to? You figure out that this person's now a doctor, this person just bought a brand new home, this one is a, an expert at doing certain things that you lack all of those skills. And even at something like a work meeting, especially those Mondays where everybody's talking about what they did during the weekend, and then I'd be sitting there always second guessing myself thinking that whatever I know, whatever I did was simply not good enough. And for far too long, that lingering thought persuaded me and it just ate me up because it felt like it did not matter what I did, what I achieved. I always felt like I was just second place. Everybody's figuring out life. We can't just strive for perfection. At least for me, I stopped striving for perfection. I now strive for improvement, for personal growth, realizing that whatever I'm doing right now is simply good enough. And on this uh, season two, episode 11 of Happy to Fail, I wanted to have a different tone as we wind down the year with all the things that we've talked about previously, right? I think the topic of the pandemic is something many of us are exhausted to talk about. So let's really just focus on the things we do have control over. My name is Juan Velascourt. I am a proud person with lived experience when it comes to mental health challenges. I live in Puerto Rico, and as I record this on a Saturday night, Thanksgiving just passed on by. I was a little frustrated. Two weeks ago, I sat down on this very chair, and I was recording an episode about the holiday blues and the whole process that for some people, the holiday season is nothing but a place of happiness and joy, but we know that's not the case for everybody. And for me, Growing up, I despised the holiday season because I've talked about my abusive relationship with my father and uh, one of the, the most horrific experiences of my life happened during a holiday season where my mother, my brother and I were going to spend uh, some, some time, some bonding time during the evening. And that wasn't something we regularly did because my brother was a, a little bit off to the side, right? He wasn't very open emotionally with all of us. So I was very excited about this. My mother and I were getting the whole day set up, but before that, I had to spend the day with my father. He was playing some music at a party. It's about 4 p.m. and I go over to him and I ask him like, hey, you know, more or less when are we leaving? You know, we talked about this and he got very aggressive, but I let it go. I ask him again. He proceeds to grab me physically very, very hard. He takes me over to his uh, Astro van, a blue Astro van. And this is a trigger warning for many people. And I know that this is a, a very different way to begin this podcast. But hey, I speak of all this now with a smile on my face because all of these different things led to who I become. Does that mean I'm happy that those things uh, unfolded in my life? No. But the fact that I was able to grow and self-reflect and realize that I'm not who I, who I otherwise would have probably become had I let these things in my life consume me. So he grabs me, he takes me over to his van. I don't ever think he did this intentionally. I think my, my father had a lot of these uh, irate attacks, like just pure aggression. He grabbed me and I think he was trying to throw me into the van, like head first. What ended up happening was instead of throwing me inside the van, he actually uh, hit me against the van, threw me in there, closed the door, and I think I've talked about this previously, but I honestly don't remember what happened afterwards. 
except I woke up, I think it was 3 to 4 a.m., and I was in a bed in that home. So not only did I not spend time with my mother and my brother, I slept in somebody else's home that I didn't even know who it was. And the, the day after, when my father left me over there at my mother's house, I was smiling, you know, pretending everything was okay just so he would go away. But once he left, I was able to show my mother that in, in my actual head, like the, to the top of my head, you could see the lumps as the result of uh, him hitting my head against the van. And I think for many years, I didn't even realize just I began associating Christmas to holiday season with all of these things. But now, as I talk about this behind me, I got Christmas lights. I got I have an LED system on top of me where the lights change between red, blue, and green because now... As I'm 31 years old, I'm able to look back and realize now is as good a time as any to begin celebrating those different things that I otherwise would not celebrate had I let that past consume me. Because remember that in Happy to Fail, we are not afraid to make mistakes. We are not afraid to learn from our experiences because every time that we wake up, people, we breathe, we have a chance to really make a positive change in our lives. And if you like these uh, anecdotes, these uh, personal stories that I share, please consider leaving a five-star review on your favorite app of choice, whether it be Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and you can find all of this also at facebook.com slash happy to fail. And as you can check out on the episode, the title is, What Have I Learned About Myself This Year? I feel like okay about myself. I'm feeling at peace, but I don't think I'm used to this peace because I'm always very hungry, right? I'm always hungry and eager for more. But as I as I mentioned at the beginning, for far too long, I beat myself up emotionally because I just wasn't good enough. But now I'm thinking to myself like, Juan, it can't just be coincidence that every single year goes by and you still kind of felt like that. And then when I, when I have these conversations with other people, they seem to be feeling the exact same way that I am. So I'm like, okay. Okay, I think I'm onto something. What if? What if just hypothetically we are all figuring this thing out called life at the very same time? We're kind of improvising. We know some things, others we don't, and that's fine. And that whole concept of just telling myself that's fine is something that the moment I began doing that a lot this year of just like, hey, pandemic is happening. I don't know what's gonna happen, and that's fine. What matters is, what, do you, what are you doing right now to maintain your wellness, to keep your mind occupied? And I was able to let go of this whole concept of I have to do things a very specific way. Instead, I'm doing things to the best of my abilities. Am I doing things as good as I would like to? Sometimes I, I do, others I don't. And once again, that's fine. Another thing that's been uh, very beneficial in this whole process and something that I've really learned uh, taking things slower than usual is not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of awareness. I've been guilty of sort of committing to too many things and then complaining about them, but I'm the one that committed to all of those things in the first place, right? It's not like anybody was forcing me to do all of these things, but I think it was that fear of not being good enough that always led to me committing even when I simply couldn't, whether it be because uh, I didn't know how to, I didn't have the time or the energy, I've learned to replace always keeping myself busy with, hey, what if you just like rest for 30 minutes? What if you just listen to music for an hour? Are you up to date in your work? Maybe you are, maybe you're not. 
But if you rest, you have more energy. Therefore, you get to do your job just that much better. And even though I'd say I've gotten pretty good at this, it's still something that I need to remind myself about this daily. And I invite everybody that as I talk about this, have some uh, self-reflection, self-evaluation process, whether it be as you listen to this episode or at some point later and ask yourself, what have you learned about yourself, whether it be defense mechanisms, things that you didn't know that affected you and now you know they do, or maybe you found this incredibly uh, powerful tool that is very healing for you. And what's important to me and I hope it is to you, is just being aware of it because I think uh, we take far too many things for granted. Like something I, I mentioned in a previous episode was how much I miss uh, not going to malls and things like that because generally speaking, I like my own space. I like being at home. But the whole process of getting into a car, listening to music, listening to podcasts, it's something that I truly do miss. And now I kind of do it sometimes even if I have nowhere to go because I'm I'm doing most most things from home, right? So maybe I'm going out once a week to go to the supermarket, I get what I want, then I come back, but maybe I take just a, a little bit of a longer route that I don't need to because those are one to two extra dollars that I burn from the fuel of my car, that is fuel for my mind, for my body, for my soul, as I listen to some 90s boy bands. And I'm reminded that now, okay, people, I think uh, I had a revelation this weekend. And please reach out to my personal Twitter, Juan Velascore, and let me know if this is just a feeling, if it's something I need to come to terms to. But me listening to boy bands in 90s music now is when, is the same thing as when my mom used to listen to oldies, and that was the old music. Like, I'm that person now with 90s music, and and I'm coming to terms with the people. I'm beginning to accept that. I'm not getting any younger. Am I an old person? No. But am I, but am I a kid? No. And that's something I'm still coming to terms with. And while we process that, another thing that I've learned this year, and that I, I love this so much. So we've seen on social media, people totally not maybe in the best mindset, right? Because maybe you have a different political party than I do, religious belief, lifestyle, whatever. I feel like we were a lot more patient before with people that we disagree with than we are now. And as a matter of fact, I want to have a follow-up episode to my topic about social media, which I covered last year because, wow, this can be the weekly conversation and every single time something new will come up. So don't want to dwell too much into the whole social media aspect, but something that I have done, especially between the last uh, three to four months, let's say, is I'm listening, I'm following a lot of people on social media that I purposely do not agree with. Why? Because we are part of a community, people. And if I only focus on the people that agree with me, I'm not growing because at the end of the day, we depend on one another because I depend on the person that signs my checks, right? As independent as we want to be, we ultimately have to rely on one another at some point of our lives, and that is fine. I think it's beautiful, but because of everything that's happening out there, people, they're not listening to each other anymore. Now they are insulting, and guess what? When you don't listen, nobody listens, nobody grows, because we're just going in this vicious circle, this vicious cycle of insults, I disagree with you, I'm right, you're wrong. 
I don't think that the absolute truth relies within my own opinion or yours because I have different values and principles than the ones that you have. So having said that, something that I started doing is subscribing to different podcasts that have hosts that I know historically I don't agree with them. I have learned so much from our differences that I become almost obsessed, and I mean this in a positive light. I want to take in as much information from every perspective that we can, because I believe that 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 is how we grow, because maybe you and I see things very differently, but when we look at uh, at the core of all of this, the way that you grew up, the way that you were raised, your values and principles are very different than mine. So obviously, uh, we should not be surprised that you think about things very differently than I do. How do we find a common ground? Not a happy medium, because I learned this in a conflict mediation. Usually, when we talk about happy mediums, neither party gets what they want, because I have to make a sacrifice, you have to make a sacrifice. What I care about is finding common denominators. And I would like to believe that at the end of the day, we all want to eat, We all want to get paid. We all want to feel safe. How we go about doing each of these things is very different, right? And that's fine. But let's focus on what we do have in common. And just like that, we begin listening. And this has helped me not just with uh, listening to podcasts. This has helped me with social media, with family members I may not necessarily agree with, with coworkers whose ideologies may not line up with mine, but I can listen, I can understand, and I can comprehend. And another thing that I've learned this year, and this is a very personal one, but so is the whole podcast, right? But it's all about that topic of self-esteem because I believe that self-esteem is the core to how we perceive things, right? Because if I have a low self-esteem and you're proud of what you're doing, it can make a lot of sense for me to be envious of you. And instead of congratulating you, it's like, how come I'm not getting those opportunities? But when you have a high self-esteem, at least for me, you begin seeing everything with a much more positive mindset. Even the things that you may not necessarily love, but you learn from them. You're not immediately defensive about these things because I think you see things as not as a threat, but you see things as an opportunity. And I think that my self-esteem right now is pretty high because I was just able to, to take a step back and realize that all of those things that were once my weaknesses are now my strengths. I'm not the tallest guy. I'm not the guy that's most in shape. I'm very socially awkward. And if you listen to the first season, I dedicated an entire episode uh, to talk about things that I did not like about myself. But now I see all of those different things as the things that make me unique. Because I do think that in a time of social media where we are overly connected, I don't know if this is the the best way to put it, but I'm going to try my best to, to explain my thought process here we're all striving to reach this generic mold that will will please everybody, right? From the way that we talk to the way that we behave. And something uh, that a great friend from Massachusetts told me a couple of weeks ago as we had a call, she told me, you can't be everything for everybody. And when she told me that, my mind was blown. I just felt like the explosions going off in my head because I'm like, that's it. That's the whole process I've been struggling with. I spent so much of my life trying to be everything for everybody. And that whole process, instead of embracing things, because I'm not saying we should conform with mediocrity or anything like that, right? But the whole investment that I was doing to try to win everybody over, I was losing myself. And when I gained myself, when I respected who I was, and when I embraced what made me unique, guess what happened? 
people started coming to me. People embraced me for who I was, not who I was trying to become. And I realized that I can't be there for everybody 24-7. I'm going to have good days. I'm going to have bad days. And that's all part of my life, just like everybody else, because I could become a millionaire tomorrow. I could get $20 million. Would my problems magically go away? No, because 20 other ones would show up right now. Uh, we're dealing with some challenges with, with uh, one of our cats that we adopted earlier in the year, as we also had uh, something else show up at the home. Me, five years ago, I'd be maybe crying on the floor. I would just say, you know, screw it all, uh, forget everything. Now, am I absolutely happy about all the things that are happening? No. But this is when I get to put every single thing that I've learned into practice. Another thing that I've learned in this one uh, let's just say uh, it was on the list and it was almost on the verge of being removed. I still have a couple of different things that I want to work on regarding my obsessive compulsive disorder. One of the different, uh, one of the uh, most challenging things that I'm, I'm purposely not going to edit this part. And even this is making me anxious right now. But this is part of my exposure and response therapy. So all of you right now are part of my uh, therapeutic process. Uh, Anna has actually uh, seen this live. Whenever I say, like, welcome, everybody, to, you know, Happy to Fail Season 2, Episode whatever, I'll do that 30 to 40 to 50 times sometimes because one of my biggest challenges with uh, obsessive-compulsive disorder is the repetition of starting something. Even as a kid, before I said good morning to you, I would count to 10 in my head, but, I, but then I would say, okay, just one more time, one, two, three, four, I would get to 10 again again. And 30, 40 minutes would go by. And many people would call me an introvert. And at that point, I mean, I am, I do consider myself an introvert, but the problem was not that. It's that my cycle, the obsessive and compulsive cycle would never stop. It really frustrated me, especially two weeks ago when I, when I wanted to do that episode of the holiday blues, I kept doing it, but then I became self-aware and then I got stuck in that OCD cycle and I just said, you know what, I'm just going to stop recording the same way that I talked about literally minutes ago of using my my weaknesses as my strengths. I need to realize that, you know, like I do have OCD, right? It's not something that's going to magically go away. It can be very easy. And I'm not going to lie. This is maybe I'm getting a little bit emotional talking about this right now. Even it's so frustrating people because I have no problem doing things live, uh, if you ask me to do a workshop in front of 500 people, I will do that in one shot and I will be damn good at it. But if I have if I have a margin of error, that's when my mind tells me you're going to mess up one. And I do. And I know this is not just tied to OCD, right? I guarantee somebody listening right now as I'm saying this, it's like when you know you can you can correct something, you kind of mess up more, right? And that's very upsetting, but then in my part what maybe somebody else would, you know, do two to three takes and be like, okay, it took me like a whole two minutes. Sometimes I just won't end up doing something. And this this is something that is really challenging in my life still because I feel like it's it's the one thing that I've yet to conquer. And I'm 31. And I know that I need to also focus at the same time. Like <laughs> I'm I'm literally applying the previous things that I mentioned on this very episode to me live right now. So uh, bear with me. But I have overcome so many things with my obsessive compulsive disorder that this in comparison is nothing. And at the same time, I would like to extend that very train of thought to all of you listening right now. 
I have no doubt that there's still that one thing, that one, two, or three things that you you don't like about yourself, you emotionally beat yourself because you, you've not overcome that, but look back, and in comparison, if you overcame all those other things, this right here, this is nothing. Does that mean that we don't want to conquer that? Of course not. We, I want to kick this thing's ass. I want, to, I want to come back to this podcast chair next year and say, you know what? This, this is still maybe here, but it is far less. And I think it's recognizing those little steps is something that I've really learned about myself in uh, 2020. And I think a lot of people probably have, as, have uh, as well. And something that 2020 has really allowed me to embrace, and uh, I want to condense these two different uh, topics that I wrote down into just one, is that I mentioned in another episode that because we're able to self-reflect uh, throughout this whole process of staying at home, working from home and all that, we really do value his, who's important in our life and who's not. There's a couple of things that I cannot talk about that happened this year, and I hope to at some point to be able to talk about that. And even that itself has brought me a lot of frustration, right? When you have a lot of things that you just can't talk about because you're a professionally ethical person, it kind of just burns you up on the inside, right? What's allowed me to heal from those negative experiences, though, is realizing that that happened, don't let it happen again. If you have any power within, within your life to avoid adding people that are toxic in your life, in the work environment, and anywhere else, don't be afraid to take the steps so that is the case because sometimes we fall under the habit and you know, you hear all these things about crunch time and then the flip side, some people are saying, hey, we've all had crunch times for, uh, for years, right? People that work 12, 14, 16 hours and look at how proud they are. Yeah, but look at the suicidal rates. Look at the people that fall under severe depression. Why do we normalize uh, emotional and physical abuse? And many times, and I know this is going to be very, very difficult for some people, but as somebody that provides direct support services, I hear these stories every day, people. People so afraid to be like, you know what? I don't feel well. But anytime I talk about this, they minimize, they invalidate my, my emotions, just like Anna and I talked about that at the beginning of the season. So if you haven't listened to that, make sure to go back and check out that episode. But if we have the power and the ability to reduce that toxic uh, work environment, family environment, whatever the case may be, let's not be afraid to put that into practice because just because something was shaped to be the way that it is now doesn't mean that that doesn't make it right. And this is not Juan talking, this is history, right? We could talk about that very thing for many hours. So let's not be afraid to try new things and to learn how to say no. And to continue from that, that first part, we're talking about external things, right? Whether it be a work environment, a person. But I want to close off this episode by talking about something very internal and personal. For a very long time, I felt incredibly different from most people that I talked to. And to this day, I think that's still the case. For far too long, I did not understand why. And when I finally realized that, it's like, Juan, of course, because look, not everybody is as open about their mental health challenges as you are. I mean, I have, I'm talking about all my life right now in a podcast, just hoping this is beneficial to somebody else, right? But that's not the case. Not everybody's out there doing a podcast and they're not saying that they need to, but sharing stories is powerful. But just by me sharing my story, I'm not doing the same thing that most people are doing. 
a lot of the way that I think about things is wildly different from other people in my life, whether it be coworkers or friends. And that's when I need to have a friendly reminder that Juan, not everybody's been hospitalized. Not everybody's had multiple attempts or suicidal ideations, right? Things against their uh, lives. Not everybody suffers from anxiety, depression, and OCD. So it's perfectly normal for that to be the case. And once I figure that out, I just learn to embrace the fact that I'm different, to embrace the fact that I have something to say, I have something to share, and so do you, because deep down, I only know my story. You can be the life of the party, and we've talked about this before, and deep down, you can be going through things just as severe, more severe, less severe than what I'm going through. And it doesn't matter the level, right? Because this is not a competition of uh, who has it better or who has it the worst. It's that we are all different, but we are so afraid to show our our true form, right? I think, uh, and this is where I go with another wild analogy. We are all like transformers, right? Because it's more than meets the eye. I didn't even think about that. I was I was just going to make the comparison of, you know, how they look like trucks, but then they can transform. But oh my goodness, people, transformers, they were really teaching us because think about that. Most of us, we are that truck, but deep down inside, we are so much more than that. But because that can be frightening and threatening to others, we just stay transformed into a traditional truck that other people recognize. Wow. That was not on the agenda, people. I am totally just coming up with this on the fly. And I, I'm blowing my own mind up with this analogy about the Transformers uh, series and the movies. And I want to watch some of that now. Actually, after this episode, I will check out the uh, intro uh, song to one of the Transformers uh, cartoon shows. And hopefully this episode was very helpful to others because... This is the time, people, where we plan out what we want to achieve in 2021. I don't know where I want to go in 2021. I have a pretty good idea, but I'm still afraid to take a leap because, right, you know, we're dealing with the pandemic. The The uncertain things are, well, uncertain. But what is certain is we do have a couple more episodes remaining this season. I do want to apologize because we did go two, two to three weeks without a new episode because of the reasons that I mentioned. I try my best, but the same thing that I said here, sometimes you got to take things slow. But I'm very excited because these uh, last remaining episodes are not going to be a traditional format. One of them, we are going to recap the whole season, reflecting back on the couple of uh, topics that we've discussed. But when it comes to that topic of social media, I'm not going to do that episode alone. As a matter of fact, I'm going to work on that one with uh, my wife, Nicole, and uh, we've talked about this. You know, we're still ironing out the agenda, but there's a very specific reason that I want her and me to talk about this together because, you know, we'll talk about this in a lot more detail in that episode. But we met through social media and last night we were having this conversation of, wow, this is wildly different now. Will we have met each other now? giving all the differences and, and how overwhelming social media has become. So I'm going to leave you with that teaser there. And uh, if you want to reach out to me, you can do that by email Juan at happy You can also check out my personal Twitter, Juan Velas Court. That is Juan Velas, V-E-L-E-Z, Court, C-O-U-R-T. Or just check out facebook.com slash happy to fill. You can drop a private message there. If uh, these uh, podcast episodes are in any way helpful to you or others, leave that five-star review on Apple Podcast Stitcher 
or your preferred podcast app of choice. So up until next time, warm hugs, take care, and we will be back with another episode of Happy to Fail. Talk in the next one.